Today, um, um, about the, uh, the interesting, very interesting relationship between Bar Kapara and uh, Rabbi Yudhanasi. Apparently, Bar Kapara was like a, uh, a badchan, a jo- uh, he would uh, cheer, cheer up Rebbe, for Rebbe was the leader of the Jewish people at the time, and uh, he, never had a, he never had a happy day in his life. <laughs> as rich as he was and as wealthy as he was, he at the end of his life he put up his ten fingers. He said, "I didn't even, um, I didn't even uh, get benefit pleasure from this world." Uh, like my tiny pinky. Okay, but um, anyway, so he felt it his job to like sort of cheer Rebbe up, help him along. Um, and uh, what happened was is that uh, uh, there was a reason Rebbe's uh, suffering that he went through actually uh, was like enough for the whole world to, like, free the world from any tsar. So uh, it was actually a benefit. And therefore, he, recognizing this, he told Bar please don't make any jokes. And if you don't make any jokes, I'll be giving you 40 measures of wheat. So uh, he said, measures? Yeah, measures is a pretty broad term. Um, that means, like, whatever basket is a measure is a measure, right? So he goes and he gets this humongous basket and p- p- uh, puts pitch on the inside to make it, like, uh, you know, able to contain, and he comes uh, to Rebbe and he says, "Can you measure me forty of these measures?" And uh, when Rebbe saw that, he started cracking up, and he says, "But I thought I told you not to make jokes." He says, "What do you mean? This is what the deal is. Says, I'm not joking. Uh, you think I'm joking? Okay. Anyway, story goes that Barakapar told the daughter of Rebbe that I'm going to get your fa- your your father to dance in front of me, and your mom to pour me wine." Um, and of course, the son-in-law of uh, Rabbi Ben Alasha, who was wealthy in his own right, extremely wealthy, uh, they were all invited to the wedding of Reb Shimon, the son of Rabbi. And uh, Bar Kapara told Rabbi, uh, what is the, the understanding of the word to'eva uh, that's written by Mishkav Zacha, by homosexuality? And anything that Rabbi would explain the etymology of the word, he disproved. He says, that's not what it means, this is not what it means. Finally, he says, okay, you explain it. So he says, oh, I can't explain it until I get my drink. So his wife pours him the drink. His, uh, Rebbe's wife pours the drink. And then he says to Rebbe, um, okay, now you dance. If you dance for, in front of me, then I'll, then, I'll, then, I'll, then, I'll, then I'll tell you the answer. Finally, he does. And he explains that the word to'eva is like a contraction of to'e ataba. That means that you're making a mistake. Um, by going to a man that it's a woman. <laughs> that's basically what you, that's your error, okay? And uh, that's like a play on words. Um, so, uh, by, uh, bottom line is, uh, then he asks, well, what is the word tevelhu? Uh, so, tevel is the word that they use to describe bestiality. So, he had to do the same thing. She had to pour him a drink. He had to do a dance. And then he explained that tevel is coming from the expression of tavlin. Tavlin is a spice or flavoring. There's no flavoring. There's no uh, pleasure in relations with animals. That's really what he was trying to say. It's like a wondrous thing. Can there be any joy in that? Can there be any pleasure in that? And that's really what he was uh, that's what the meaning of the word is. Next thing is uh, zima. What's the word zima? And he had to do again a dance and a, and, and and a drink. And then he explained that zima is zumahi. Who is this? That's because when there's so much promiscuity, you don't know who the mother is. You don't know who the father is. So you have no idea about any children. What what the, who's their parent parentage? And that's the and that confusion is uh, 
is again part of what it's all about. A part of what zima means, why it's what part of the iser, explaining what the iser is. Um, anyway, meantime, all this uh, frivolity, all this um, you know, embarrassment, Ben Elisha could not handle, and he just had to get up and leave with his wife. Okay. Um, ben Elisha, how do you know that he was wealthy? So we saw from the Brisa that Ben Elisha, he, was a, he, he spent a ton of money on a, on a very, very unique haircut. But the reason why is because he wanted to show what the haircut of a Kongadol was. And the haircut of a Kongadol was special. Like every hair was cut separately. Can you imagine? That's a big job. Okay. It took, I don't know how long it took. But uh, they, they, they would measure the hair. And uh, every hair was cut right at the root of the hair next to it, where it was lying towards. And uh, it's a haircut called the Lulinus uh, haircut. And that was the haircut that a Kohen Gadu used to get. Then next thing we went to is the Dalas Haramutza. So first, um, uh, Shmuel explains what that is, is a, is a specific species of gourd. And Ravashi says, no, it was put in remets, put in, in uh, coal, like cooked in coal. But Ravina proved to Ravashi that Rav Nechemia talks about Kalayim and it mentions the Delas Aramis, the Delas Mitzris in the Delas Yavanis. And then he says that that's Kalayim to that one. But uh, with Rumutza, it's also Kalayim. Obviously, Rumutza is a species of gourd. It's not, um, and that's a disproof to Ravashi. It took us to the next thing, which was a person makes a vow not uh, of Maisa Gadeira, it's only cooked in the pot. Uh, cooked, it meant it under, it's understood that it means something that needs a lot of a long amount of cooking. Okay, if he says that's anything that goes in a pot, that's a lot broader, and then it can mean anything that's made in a pot. So he said that uh, um, there, there was apparently you know, the, there was some dishes that the way it was prepared is the first they would uh, like start the cooking process in a small pot, and then they would transfer it to like a big wok, a big large. Ilfis. Ilfis is like a much different, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what the English, right English word for it is. Maybe a wok or how are they translating Ilfis? Is this a, pot? a pot? They're both a pot? There's a pot. Mm. A pan? A what? Kadera, they're calling a pan? Pan to the pot? Oh, Gilfitz is, okay, a larger pot, okay, Kadera, okay, anyway, small pot to a large pot, anyway, point being is anything that went in the Ilfitz was already first in the Kadera. So uh, if you say Yorid Kadera, anything, uh, it would automatically be Yorid Lilfitz. Uh, every Yorid Lilfitz is automatically Yorid Kadera, but not every Yorid Kadera is Yorid Lilfitz. That's the, that's the idea. Um, anyway, um, if you say Nasib Kadera, then it has to be finished. By the pot, um, and here there's further cooking that's done in the larger pot, so therefore it would exclude that, and what, they're both exclusionary. That what's made in the ilfis is not is oh, only finished in the ilfis is not finished in the kadera. Okay, if somebody says a vow not that's yored latanor. The thing that's yored latanor is clearly bread, and that's what it's referring to. Um, if it says maisatanor, that's broader, and it means anything that's made in the oven, and that would encompass a lot more food. Pickled also, if standard, the pickling thing, things that are pickles, uh, would be specifically vegetables. Um, but uh, if he says kavushanitom, which is a lot broader, then it would be all pickled things. Um, so pickled herring might also fit the bill. If he said 
shaluk, so shaluk is like a stew that naturally means meat. But if it says shaluk shanitom, that's anything that is, you know, stewed, uh, uh, cooked for a long time. It can mean other things as well. And that's the Mishnah. And Rav Acha, Breda Rav Ivya said to Rav Ashi, what if he said dikavish or dishalik, ditzali, dimaliach, all those are terms that are somewhere between hakavosh and um which is very, you know, the primary thing that is kavosh, and min hakavosh, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and, and kavosh ani toim is a lot is 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 included more inclusionary. So with the way the word dikavish or dishalik is like somewhere in between it. Where does that fall? And it remains with the take on that. Um, then we went into roasting um, from the tzli. It's only clearly means meat naturally, um, according to Rabbi but if he says it in the broad way, then it could be even other things that are put on the barbecue. Uh, if he says salted, salted naturally, the salted thing is usually is fish. Uh, but if that's broader, then it's all salted things. Dag, uh, dagim, means big fish and small fish. Um, and it doesn't matter salted, it doesn't matter non-salted, it doesn't matter raw or cooked. Uh, but taras trufa is excluded because that's Chopped. It doesn't mean chopped fish. Um, and the juices is also going to be acceptable. Tzachna, which is cut, uh, small fish that are cut up. Um, so that would include Taras Trufa, because that's even more chopped, but it's similar, because uh, you're including chopped. But uh, the Tzir Marias, the juice is not. But if you say Taras Trufa, then it would include even the juices. Um, again, I can't really describe it, but it's like some type of fish called the taurus that is sold in, in cut up uh, um, and it doesn't really uh, mean full fish it's, it's exclusion excluding full fish and the juices of the fish would be included in that then we explained in the Gemara Reb Shimon ben Elazar said that he says dog shani to him that means big fish because that's the kind that you buy just a single fish you go to the the, the fishmonger you ask for a fish, that means a big fish. But if you say daga, that's a smaller fish. Uh, and that can mean big or small. Um, so our Papa said, where's your basis for that? Is it from the Pasuk in Yonah? And uh, it says, Vayiman Hashem Yonah. But it also says that he davened mime'eha daga. So the Gemara says, yeah, you're right. But dog is generally bigger. And maybe the big fish spit him out. And then he was swallowed up by the smaller fish. Of course, the smaller fish was not that small. But it was smaller than the big fish, right? Uh, could be. So anyway, um, and Daga uh, clearly in the Torah can even mean very large fish because when it says about obviously it doesn't only mean the little fish died. All fish in the that died. But uh, um, but uh, so by the Torah you always go by Lashem Bnei Adam. Okay. And then the last thing we said is Tzachna. What about Tzachna? So the Gemara says, Again, Betzachna includes Taras Trufa, but it does not include the juices. And Ravina says, well, what about Sichin? Where does that fall into? And it remains with the question. And that is the review of yesterday's stuff. Brings us up today.